Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. John Milton, Paradise Lost, Book 4, Lines 1 through 169. Oh, for that warning voice which he who saw the apocalypse heard cry in heaven aloud. Then, when the dragon, put to second rout, came furious down to be revenged on men, woe to the inhabitants on earth, that now, while time was, our first parents had been warned, the coming of their secret foe, and scaped, haply so scaped, his mortal snare. For now Satan, now first inflamed with rage, came down the tempter ere the accuser of mankind, to wreak on innocent frail man his loss of that first battle, and his flight to hell. Yet, not rejoicing in his speed, though bold far off and fearless, nor with cause to boast, begins his dire attempt, which nigh the birth now rolling boils in his tumultuous breast, and like a devilish engine back recoils upon himself. Horror and doubt distract his troubled thoughts, and from the bottom stir the hell within him, for within him hell he brings, and round about him, nor from hell one step, no more than from himself, can fly by change of place. Now conscience wakes despair that slumbered, wakes the bitter memory of what he was, what is, and what must be worse. Of worse deeds, worse sufferings must ensue. Sometimes towards Eden, which now in his view lay pleasant, his grieved look he fixes sad. Sometimes towards heaven, and the full blazing sun which now sat high in his meridian tower. Then, much revolving, thus in size began. O thou that with surpassing glory crowned, lookest from thy sole dominion like the god of this new world, at whose sight all the stars hide their diminished heads, to thee I call but with no friendly voice, and add thy name of Son, to tell thee how I hate thy beams, that bring to my remembrance from what state I fell, how glorious once above thy sphere, till pride and worse ambition threw me down, warring in heaven against heaven's matchless king. Ah! Wherefore he deserved no such return from me, whom he created, what I was in that bright eminence, and with his good upbraided none. Nor was his service hard. What could be less than to afford him praise, the easiest recompense, and pay him thanks, how do? Yet all his good proved ill in me, and wrought but malice. Lifted up so high, I stained subjection, and thought one step higher would set me highest, and in a moment quit the debt immense of endless gratitude, so burdensome still paying, still to owe, forgetful what from him I still received, 
and understood not that a grateful mind, by owing, owes not, but still pays, at once indebted and discharged. What burden, then, oh, had this powerful destiny ordained me some inferior angel? I had stood then happy. No unbounded hope had raised ambition. Yet why not some other power as great might have aspired, and me, though mean, drawn to his part? But other powers as great fell not, but stand unshaken, from within or from without, to all temptations armed. Hadst thou the same free will and power to stand? Thou hadst. Whom hast thou then, or what to accuse, but heaven's free love, dealt equally to all? Be then his love accursed, since love or hate to me alike it deals eternal woe. Nay, cursed be thou, since against his thy will chose freely what it now so justly rues. Me miserable. Which way shall I fly, infinite wrath and infinite despair? Which way I fly is hell. Myself am hell, and in the lowest deep, a lower deep still threatening to devour me opens wide, to which the hell I suffer seems a heaven. Oh, then at last relent. Is there no place left for repentance? None for pardon left? None left but by submission, and that word disdain forbids me, and my dread of shame among the spirits beneath, whom I seduced with other promises, and other vaunts than to submit, boasting I could subdue the omnipotent. Ay, me, they little know how dearly I abide that boast so vain. Under what torments inwardly I groan, while they adore me, on the throne of hell, with diadem and scepter high advanced, the lower still I fall, only supreme in misery. Such joy ambition finds. But say I could repent, and could obtain by act of grace my former state. How soon would height recall high thoughts? How soon unsay what feigned submission swore? Ease would recant vows made in pain, as violent and void. For never can true reconcilement grow, where wounds of deadly hate have pierced so deep, which would but lead me to a worse relapse and heavier fall. So should I purchase, dear short intermission bought with double smart. This knows my punisher. Therefore, as far from granting he, as I from begging, peace. All hope excluded thus, behold, instead mankind created, and for him this world. So farewell, hope, and with hope farewell fear, farewell remorse, all good to me is lost. Evil be thou, my good. By thee at least divided empire with heaven's king I hold. By thee, and more than half perhaps will reign, 
as man ere long, and this new world, shall know. Thus while he spake, each passion dimmed his face, thrice changed, with pale, ire, envy, and despair, which marred his borrowed visage, and betrayed him counterfeit, if any eye beheld. For heavenly minds from such distempers foul are ever clear. Whereof he soon aware, each perturbation smoothed with outward calm, artificer of fraud, and was the first that practiced falsehood under saintly show, deep malice to conceal, couched with revenge. Yet not enough had practiced to deceive Uriel once warned, whose eyes pursued him down the way he went, and on the Assyrian mount saw him disfigured, more than could befall spirit of happy sort. His gestures fierce he marked, and mad demeanor, then alone, as he supposed, all unobserved, unseen. So on he fares, and to the border comes of Eden, where delicious paradise, now nearer, crowns with her enclosure green, as with a rural mound, the champagne head of a steep wilderness, whose hairy sides access denied, and overhead upgrew insuperable heights of loftiest shade, cedar and pine and fir and branching palm, a sylvan scene, and, as the ranks ascend, shade above shade, a woody theater of stateliest view. Yet higher than their tops the verdurous wall of paradise upsprung, which to our general sire gave prospect large into his nether empire neighboring round, and higher than that wall a circling row of goodliest trees, loaden with fairest fruit, blossoms and fruits at once of golden hue appeared, with gay enameled colors mixed on which the sun more glad impressed his beams than in fair evening cloud or humid bow, when God hath showered the earth. So lovely seemed that landscape, and of pure, now purer air meets his approach, and to the heart inspires vernal delight and joy, able to drive all sadness but despair. Now gentle gales, fanning their odoriferous wings, dispense native perfumes and whisper whence they stole those balmy spoils. As when to them who fail beyond the Cape of Hope, and now are past Mozambique, off at sea northeast winds blow Sabian odors from the spicy shore of Araby the blessed. With such delay well pleased they slack their course, and many a league cheered with the grateful smell old ocean smiles. So entertained those odorous sweets the fiend, who came their bane. Though with them better pleased than Asmodeus with the fishy fume that drove him. Though enamored from the spouse of Tobit's son, and with a vengeance sent from Media post to Egypt, there fast bound. Tis the gift to be simple. Tis the gift to be free. Tis the gift to come down where we ought to be. And when we find ourselves in the place just right, t'will be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we will not be ashamed. 
To turn, turn, will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right. <laughs>